hey you, yee you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast starring UJ and QDZ. Uh, QDZ uh, in the house and uh, Fashizi, Fashizzle Dizzle and... Uh, How's everybody doing in this glorious day? It's such, such, such a nice day in paradise, isn't it? Just a beautiful day. Nice podcast. Yo, where where did tide, the tide, tide pods? <laughs> what, what, yo, where did the real QD go to? I don't know who that guy was. Who who's the guy that just intro the show? Who was that? Who did you have like an out of body experience? The, like you mean the one that that got it out the mud? <laughs> All right, <laughs> listen, you mean the man. One used to water whip. <laughs> <laughs> now the one, the one who, the one who got it on him at all times. Yeah, that guy. Yes, that's who, that's the one I'm talking about. Uh, he's he's uh, he's been sanctioned. <laughs> Yo, you over here sounding like a damn tax professional. What the hell's wrong with this guy? <laughs> you over here sounding like you work for H and R Block, dog. Come on. If you if you choose uh, the pro option, you will get uh, an evaluation of your taxes and. Uh... <laughs> Yo, shut the fuck up, this guy, man. <laughs> Listen, anyway, man. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ill Advised Wise Guys Podcast. This is episode. 122 122 122 yes sir and uh you know we have a lot to be uh thankful for man listen guys the weather is beautiful can't say that enough i i really hope uh it stays like this for a while man and not go back to the cold you know no disrespect to the people who are enjoying cold weather but listen man that's not for me we're turning the corner we're getting in the summer and i'm here for it man i'm here for it so i love cold um, weather me too, I mean, but only for like a few months though. I can't. There's no, there's no expectations for cold weather. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to chill your ass at home, you chill your ass at home. If you really want to be outside, you'll go outside. I feel like when it's warm, when it's warm, it's almost like why am I sitting at home on my ass? It's seventy five degrees. I should be, you know, <laughs> mowing the lawn or playing basketball or something. So, facts. Yo, before we go any further, I want to say uh, shout out to the last couple of guests that we had on the show. MJ Grizz, you know, rapper from uh, Chicago. We had we he featured on our last episode. If you guys haven't already done so, check out the last episode, one twenty one. And uh, shout out to Gina Views as well, who we had on the, the episode before that on one twenty. Um, y'all go make sure y'all follow them and check out the episode we did with them and. Uh, yeah, man. Salute to y'all and uh, many more guests to come in the future. But today, y'all are stuck with us. Remember remember when it was us? Remember when it was just us two, me and Q? You remember those days? Just, yeah. Just born ass us. Facts. It's, Facts. It's just us at the top. It's just us. Uh, hey. You know, you Yo, know, listen. Uh, um, what's up? So I was going to say a funny story. Uh, my boy Ryan sent me a video, right? It was of uh, Lil Reese. You know the the mm-hmm. Chicago Grim Reaper, of and course. I guess his his house was raided, right? And he was like talking to his homie, and he said, "Yo, like, ain't that Charles Tillman from the Bears? Like, that's him. That's rate. Like, he's raiding us." And he was uh he was like Charles Tillman told him, "Don't worry about it. If it's me, don't worry about it." And he was like, "Yo, that's Charles Tillman. Charles Tillman." Is a Fed. He's a Federale now. So he done went from 
cornerback to federale or fed or whatever you want to call those people so that was interesting it was a yeah. very funny video I, 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 well i thought it was funny but you know they were rated bro <laughs> bro i don't i don't know why when you said he was getting rated i don't know why i thought to myself wait so Lil reese was getting robbed by Charles Tillman. That's what I thought you were where you were going with this. I'm like, yo, what the, I thought you were saying like this guy, was this guy sitting down watching Charles Tillman ra- uh, rob him. Okay, all right. no, no, raid. Got it, got yeah. it, got it. All right, yeah. cool. Pretty interesting video. I and and I obviously you know, Lil Reese is the one who was on. This is us at the top. It just us. Yeah, man. Which, uh, I know the Drake and I know the Drake and Rick Ross version. But uh, yeah, you know. but we don't we we rock. I, I like the originals, man. Kind of like I like I don't. That's the shit I don't like. I like the original, man. Like, give me yeah. the. I don't. I, I don't want. I don't want the one with the remix, dog. Well, Kanye Say what? I never. I don't think I've ever heard the original. I've I've only heard the remix. Oh, uh, you tripping, yeah. dog? You gotta like, go back I and can't. listen to that. I'm sure it exists somewhere on YouTube. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hey, let's uh let's keep it going though, man. Listen, before we get to the uh, church announcements, check out this paid promoted snippet by Orchestrate Nine Six. I put my eyes on the prize. I wrote last one, my mother. I don't be planning, sister. Jahili in this last in the clutter. Call me an introspective fool. How my feelings done and under. I'm still as smooth as butter. Still make your girl fall in order. The first time I met my dad was when I turned eight. But fuck it, I ain't need him. Nigga told me it was fake. That man hit me with a bell that she heard for six days. He told me keep your head up. All I want is six A's. I don't throw it out my neck. It's a shame I don't drown. Cause when he said and done, I pray these chains don't hold me down. Finish public school like I ever cared to read books. Nothing better to do. Ain't no reward, hella too. Ask me, me sicker than you. The girls they line up in two. Sometimes they act like a fool just to turn out better than you. My wrist go outside the room. I put a stone in your tomb. I put a hundred grand down, creeping hella real soon. Put in work on my cash up. Roll up, come my bags up. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. That's uh, Orchestrate 9-6, new single, Call Up. Make sure you guys go stream that on YouTube and every platform where you guys get your music. The link will be in the description below as well. Now, can we start the show? I think so. I mean, so. that is why we're here. I, be- I believe that's yeah. why we're here, sir. But you yeah. got to do the church announcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the church well, yeah, man. People say Amen. Before we get to the actual church announcements, I, I want to give my sermon because uh, this episode is also sponsored by Code 118 Wallets. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see me twirling this wallet around in a, in a very weird fashion. Well, guess what? This wallet does a lot more, right? It, it, it Not only does it hold the cards that you have, it, I think it holds up to like seven different cards. You know what I'm saying? Bank cards, credit cards, insurance cards, IDs, you name it. It has the little money clip if you got cash. Because who the hell has cash these days anyway? But if you do have some cash, put it in that uh, little money clip holder thing, as you can see on the screen. I'm going to be honest, guys. You know, they shipped this to us. And um, I really didn't think that I would be using this wallet on an everyday basis. Like I said, you know what? It looks cool. Like... It looks really dope, actually. It looks real futuristic. Who has a, a metal wallet like this? But when I actually started using it, I said, man, listen, guys, I, I think this is where I'm going to stay. 
Like, I, th- I don't even know where my old wallet is. This is the one I use on a regular basis. And I'm not just saying that for the camera. These wallets are really that good. You feel me? Right, Q? Show them the about credit the- cards. Show them the what credit you, cards. And you- make, sure, make sure you show them the numbers so that they know it's real credit no, cards. No, sir. I just want to show them the little... <laughs> I want. This is all I'm going to show yeah, them. Is the see? fact that it springs up. Look, you see the little clip right there at the bottom? Hit the little lever. Boom! Look at that, guys. Magic. This is not QVC. I promise you. Like like Magic Johnson. Just magic behind (laughs) the back. Could you do a behind the back pass with the wallet? Yeah, let's see. Hold on. on. (laughs) Wait, wait, you going to catch it through the screen? Of course I'm going to catch it. Oh, shit. That's that's magic. Magic Johnson. Hey, guys, look. I'm going to say this right now. Um, If you would like a wallet like this, you know, I don't want to hype it too much, but I will say from a usability standpoint, I, I really think this is like probably the best wallet I've had. But if you want a wallet like this, go to the description of this episode and uh, click that link and you'll definitely save a few dollars, um, you know, if you get you one, if you uh, if you do purchases. So with that being said, I think we should actually move on to the church announcements. But remember, enter in the code in the description to get you a wallet just like that. Feel me? On to the church announcements. We have a playlist. Yes, I said it again. Zero skips. It's on Spotify exclusively. If you guys want to hear indie music, uh, music from underrated artists, you know, artists, uh, music from really artists that you probably never heard of, check out the playlist that we have, guys. It's called Zero Skips. It's on Spotify exclusively. You know, I think we're almost damn near at, uh, how many likes do we have? How many followers? Damn near at 100. You know, it's growing very quickly. You know, so shout out to all the artists who've made it on the playlist so far. You know, shout out to all the artists that's trying to get on the playlist. And if you don't know about the playlist right now, I'm telling you now, it's a really good opportunity. Um, go stream it right now. It's in the description below. Next, um, make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you uh, hit that like button. Yeah, right there, right down below. Right there, right next to the uh, the dislike button that they hey, no longer hey. show the amounts of. Hey, right, right, right there, Jake. Right there, Jake. Right there, right there, right there, right there. Yo, I will say this about YouTube. I think it's, I think it's super whack that, like, yo, has has the world become that soft that we can't even know how many, how many times your content was disliked? They don't even show the number anymore. They just, it says like and dislike, and when you hit dislike, you can't see the amounts. That's kind of weird to me. I don't know. I mean, I think that's you like that. Hey, I think that's that's productive. I mean, dislike. Could you imagine that there's so there's some good that happens with that and there's some bad. I don't mm-hmm. think the good outweighs the bad with the dislike button because <laughs> like there's some people that can literally do you know how many times I go on like city girls videos and it's like more dislikes than likes and it's just because you just don't like city girls like it does it, it has nothing to do with their talent. It's dislike if you really think about it is a pretty pointless countermeasure. If you like something cool, that means you support it. Dislike means right. I just don't like it. <laughs> like, okay. Well, look, I'm gonna be honest. Just like that, you've convinced me. I, I think you I think that is a productive move. Okay. Well, if you heard the breakdown that QD just did, well, hit the like button. You know, hit the like button for us. You know, help us grow the show, help us grow the channel, all of that stuff. Um, but in general, if you're listening to this on your audio platform, just subscribe to the show if you really like our content. Right, guys? Q? 
cute. Even if you don't, even if you don't like the content, just subscribe. Yeah, we'll give you a hand. It costs you. We'll give you a handshake if you see you in public. It costs you nothing. You know, hard you know, there's a, handshakes it, these days. Yo, there's a meme that I really like. It's not even a meme. It's a. It's like a real one of them viral reels that keep going on YouTube. Sorry, um, Instagram, and it's like there's like that dramatic music, like, dun, 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 and the dude's like, he's like. He said, my friends keep asking me, how come you're not famous yet? And then the music goes, and he's like, yo, how come you ain't like my shit yet? You still haven't liked it. Yeah, you ain't like my shit yet. Why why you ain't like my shit? I don't know. You guys know what I'm talking about. If you you spend enough time on these platforms, you've heard that at least once or twice. But Q, what church announcement do you have on this episode? Check out RatingsGameMusic.com, a.k.a. RGM, a.k.a. one of the best music review slash rating sites in the history of civilization. Uh, we got new reviews by T. Grizzly's music. Trina and Lotto has a single together. Lizzo came out the woodworks and has a pretty cool single that has her sounding like Silk Sonic out there. And Gucci Mane, he has a scary-ass, terrifying-ass single. Uh, Check all three of those out at our site. Also, we have a video interview with the very talented Ivy, a.k.a. Rebecca. Definitely a video that I think is worth checking out. And we got a new podcast! It's called The RGM Show. We plan on putting all kinds of cool content on there, including video interviews, uh, we're going to make sure we get real creative and, and uh, have some fun with it on that podcast. So RGM.com, well, well actually not RGM.com, RatingsGameMusic.com, a.k.a. RGM. Check us out. I do need to, Facts. to I, I do need to buy that. Actually, let me shut the hell up. Yeah, calm down. Rating, calm down. RatingsGameMusic.com. <laughs> <laughs> wink, 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 wink. Uh, <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Um, yo, I think, um, oh, I think we're at My the point. I stuck. stuck. Uh, <laughs> I got to do the rest of the show like this. Hey man. I think we're at the point. Yo, hey, calm down, man. Relax, <laughs> relax. Yeah. I think your eye going to get stuck like that. Um, <laughs> yo, look, hey, man. um, I didn't mention this before, but while you guys are on them platforms, like Apple podcasts and Stitcher and whatever, man, leave us a review as well, man. You know, I think what we're going to do is the next person who leaves us re, re, leaves us a good or bad review. We will read it on the on the next episode. Guarantee you word for word Ooh. and shout you guys out. Let's do that. Let's do that. It's a good idea. Um, a good idea. Yeah, man. But Q, what are we talking about on this episode? What we got? We got a jam packed show for you. We got three topics we're going to talk about. One of those topics is going to be about longevity. What is the definition of longevity in hip-hop today? You know, there's some artists that have come out maybe three years in the game, and people are starting to say that, you know, they fell off or whatever. Is that fair? Would you call or would you call that longevity? That's one of the topics we're going to talk about. We're going to bring back the ill and the not-so-advised. I think that was a topic that resonated with people quite a bit from the last episode. For people that missed it, we're going to talk about some things that we liked and disliked in not only music, but the, the, just the entertainment industry in general. But first and foremost, the 
first topic we're going to talk about, numero uno, one, is the pressure and expectations that young artists have to go through today. So this is a topic that I thought about uh, throughout the week. So I'm a huge fan of the Corleray uh, album, the uh, the Trendsetter. I'm a huge yep. fan of the album. I think that yep, yep. you know she displays some very, very uh, how, how do I put it? She's she shows some great talent on it. She does a lot yep. of things. She's very versatile. Her content is pretty good. I thought overall it was a good album, but you would never know it was a good album if you looked at the reception that it got on Twitter, uh, even on on ratings game music. There's some people that commented and said. You trip it. Why would you think this is a good album? So, yeah. Did are people putting unreal expectations on people like Coyle Ray? Like it is is like what was she supposed to do? Like drop Blueprint one? Like what was she supposed to drop? Illmatic? Like I think she did what she does best at a high level. So why aren't people happy? Why aren't people happy, Ooch? Why? Well. Well, first and foremost, I want to back up for a second because I want to echo what you said. I want to say that again. Make sure that point was clear. She dropped a good album, guys. When the album first dropped, right, it's, it's called Trendsetter. I listened first through. I said, okay, this is pretty decent. Like, it's pretty decent. I went back for a second listen, and I stamped it, at least in my personal opinion. I said, this is a very good album, right? And I think that the the complexity between where I think Koi LeRae's music actually is versus her brand and what people think it should sound like or probably w- or does sound like, it doesn't match, right? Here's this girl who um, has become this TikTok star in a way. You know, she's at the kind of at the forefront of like the new age artists where they're just their brand of social media is just way bigger than their music. Cause I will never forget. She was a double XL freshman and she was one of the people that I was saying, why is she on this list? What music has she really done to become a double XL freshman? Right. Fast forward a year later or whatever the case may be. She puts out this album, which I think is really, really good. Now to answer your other question, well, the only question you asked I don't know, man. I don't know what people were expecting, but I think the reason why people are really going at her is because of the low, the low number in album sales. I mean, let's just, let's just call a spade a spade. 11 K. When people hear that off first list, uh, uh, when people just hear first, first listen, an album drop is sold 11,000 records, 11,000 copy equivalents in the first, uh, first week that is automatically associated with a flop. I mean, let's just be honest. Now, to me, I want to throw this right back at you, Q, because I want to have like an actual back and forth combo about about this album, just so that we're not really repeating each other's points and going. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's important. What were your expectations musically of of Trendsetter? What did you think Coyle Ray was gonna put out? And I think if we understand that, we can maybe get to album sales what she does musically, you know what I'm saying? We can get to that debate. Well, you know, the thing about it is most people are, aren't in tune with 
music as much as, you know, me and you are. You know, they probably don't know, you know, the ins and outs of artists as much as you and I do. So I saw the Corleroy freestyle and I understand why people would think she was she's a troll overall as an artist. But then I also heard songs like Anxiety that she released as a single. I heard um, another song that I absolutely love. Uh, uh, what's that song called? Oh, God. But I heard some songs, high quality with Nav, songs. You mean the one with the one with Nav Clingy? No, no, no. These are songs that came out before the album came out. Oh, no so parties, no she, parties. She had, no, not even no parties. She has a bunch of songs. I'm, I'm going to pull it up right now. She has a bunch of songs. Not even Twin of them. Twin of them is very good. Twin of them is very good. Right. Uh, the song, uh, she had a song with Kodak Black called At the Top. At the Top, we get lonely. We get lonely. We get lonely at the top. We get very, very, very good songs. So, you know, as I'm hearing all these singles that she's putting out, because as much as you can say, oh, she's not a good rapper this, she's not a good rapper that, you cannot accuse her of not putting out good singles. Twinning is fantastic. Anxiety is fantastic. At the top is fantastic. The song with Nicki Minaj is fantastic. No parties. Quirky as hell, but fantastic. So if you're basing it off of that, then it's not surprising that she put out an album, a body of work that's pretty good. It's not surprising. I mean, do you know this? what this is very similar to? And I know people are going to probably kill me on this one. Corleroy reminds me of XX Tentacion. People want to praise XX Tentacion for 17, like me and you did, and his question mark album, like me and you did. But before those albums came out, XX Tentacion was trolling. He was dropping all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, like literally crazy, like screaming and shouting on stuff. No, not flowing well, not singing well, like just straight mayhem music. Then when 17 dropped, everybody was like, yo, wow. I didn't know he was capable of doing this. That's exactly what Coyle Ray is kind of going through right now. People are seeing those freestyles where she's clearly trolling. You know, people are seeing certain things that she's doing on social media, which is probably the big reason people think is not a good album because on social media she's doing all these weird twerks and stuff like that and just kind of like super you know interesting personality but if you actually pay attention to the songs at the end that her 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 label was pushing her management is pushing that she is pushing there's no way that you could think that she'll fail like so like th- that the album will be bad. Right. So let me uh I'm with you on that, but I want to give people a little bit of context. Remember, you and I, we've been we've been talking offline about this, which is why we've been decided let's bring this to the show, man, because this needs to be said. I will say this. While she trolled, you know, I don't it's, it's clear as day, as of today, that when she what she did on that double XL freestyle was a troll. It's obvious, right? Because oh, yeah. you listen oh, to yeah. her music, and and yeah, there's elements of that quirky style. The P, hey, we, yeah, yeah. There, there's elements of that, but like it's clear this girl knows how to make music. Now, the question I have for you guys listening, for you, Quincy, you know, it's like, yo, 
does trolling backfire? Because I can make a legitimate argument that the trolling that Coyle Ray has done leading up to this album made a lot of people not take her music seriously or made people not even want to even give her music a chance in the first place. And I think that's where a lot of people are today. They're like, nah, I'm cool. She's not, she's not for me. That's like the, when people don't want to hear something or they want to respectfully say something's trash, they say, nah, that's not for me. I'm like, what do you mean it's not for you? Nobody asked you if it was for, is the music good or not? Nah, that's not for me. I understand it's not for you, but it's, that's where I'm at with it. It's like, I think Cora Ray, she did a good job at getting people's attention on social media, but I don't think that those numbers support where I think she was trying to get people to like listen to her music yeah. with. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's it's like 11k. It's to me that's a respectful, that's a respectable number as a new artist. I mean, what do you really expect? You expect them to do 50? She's not really that big of an artist because when you put it in perspective, I got to throw this in there real quick and then I, uh, you can jump in. M- remember Lotto. Lotto just dropped her album a week, maybe what, a month ago, three, four weeks ago? Mm-hmm. She Lotto sold 20K the first week. And I don't want to be this person to get in tune, with, get all up to speed with the numbers because I really, I'm here for the music first. But we saw Lotto's promo we saw her rollout which i thought she did a very good job rollout wise on that on that album and she only sold nine thousand more than her on the first week i think there's way more people who are willing to stand behind lotto of as an artist and say she's the next chosen one blah 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 when in reality she only sold nine thousand more first week copies well q what are you about to say well i mean we i i hate to beat a dead horse but you know, it just goes back to the the men. Men are still the gatekeepers of music. And like when you allow men to be the gatekeepers of music, like they, us as men, we tend to just dismiss women rappers, particularly rappers, not necessarily singers. Like Takashi 69 trolling from from day one, he sold a hundred and some k in his first album. He was tr- he continued his trolling on the album. He sold well. You know, Young Thug, Young Thug has a very similar path to Corey Ray. First couple songs, he's trolling, he's wearing a dress, he's doing all kinds of stuff. Like he sold very well, you know. But when Corey yeah. Ray does these things. It's almost like a dis like when a woman does it, I feel like it's dismissed. Like city girls, right? City girls, they're not doing anything different than any other person's doing. But for some reason, when city girls do it, does whatever, it looks bad. It's a, oh, oh, it's dismissive. You like city girls, really? Why would you like city girls? So Coyle Ray is I put her, and I know people, once again, people are gonna kill me. Why would you put Coyle Ray in the same uh, you know, topic as Young Thug, look at their career trajectories to both start out very similar. Very, very, very similar. We I actually like that comparison. And we trash the other. You know? And so I think at the end of the day, you mentioned, you said, does trolling uh, affect, or uh, I don't know the words you use, you said, uh, does trolling uh, is backfire. It 
backfires for women. It backfires for women. Because when a man says an artist is a joke, when a man says an artist is trolling, it just resonates for everybody else. And I think that's what's happening right now for Coyle Ray. Which I don't think I want to say this. I want I want to say this cuz um first of all you made some good points and I like those comparisons too especially the XXX Tentacion that's actually a really that one is more I think appropriate than Young Thug even though I'm with you on the Thug one too. One thing I will say about Coyle Ray um and Lotto cuz I'm throwing her in this just because I think it's important for the point I'm making is you know one of the two things that I think they do well as women in rap or whatever you want to call it is they come up with subject matter that is not always catered to women. Now, I get it. They are women, and they say a lot of stuff that obviously women can relate to, but my point is, like, if if, if I get into the nitty-gritty details of music and why their fan base is what it is, these are the type of conversations that I think we got to start having when we try to understand the artists that can resonate or appeal to like the opposite sex, right? There's a reason why you're not really going to hear a lot of dudes championing the city girls is because their perspective in their music is very one-sided towards that. The women that are doing that type, living that particular type of lifestyle. Whereas if you ask me, uh, mulatto, I'm sorry, lotto, excuse me. She, she does a good job at like straddling that line of like in, intriguing guys enough to want to hear her shit too. And I and I think that Nicki Minaj actually did that when she was like at her heyday. Like Nicki, whether whether it's like whether it's throwing in references of like uh, hip hop. I'm sorry, uh, sports, basketball, figuring out ways to like get the guys involved and, and listen to them. I think they all do a good job at that. What's up? But I, I think that that what you said you said right. You said you know. City girls mainly cater to women. There's men artists a, spe- that cater a, spe- a specific, specific, a specific type. Okay, let's yeah, say a sure. specific type of woman. There's men that cater to a specific type of man. Like, of course, Future caters to a specific type of man. Like, but Future is easily one of the biggest male artists in hip hop. So, if if the world we live in really is fifty fifty. Actually, it's probably fifty-one, forty-nine men, women. Like, where? Which is it not should not be a problem. Not true. What is it's it? Not, it's fifty-one, forty-nine. Way it's, more. It's, it's way more women on this planet than men. It's it's about fifty-one, forty-nine. It's, uh, I don't think so. Okay. It's whatever, about fifty-one, not, forty-nine. That's, that's it's not ne- ridiculous. That's, that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor that's there. Not a sticking, that's not a sticking point. So, uh, if, if that's the case, there should be enough people that are championing that sound. So it's, I think it's like I said, it's like when a man, because let's be real. I don't think many women are going on these hip hop sites and going into the comment section because for some reason, men are the ones that be bored as hell making all these comments. Oh, Coral Ray sucks. Oh, did you actually hear the Coral Ray? Like majority of that type of combos are coming from men. Majority of the time is men with these negative comments. Women, if they see another woman's doing well, they actually support it. So I think at the end of the day, the way us human beings are, the way we operate, we tend to look at negative comments over positive comments. And there's a bunch of us men that do not like Coral Ray's sound that are giving negative comments. 
that's that's yeah for sure. Look, look, look. I think I, I look. I want to. I want to move mainly from women. I don't think it's coming from women. Same thing well, with Megan well, Stallion. It's not coming from women. With here's the negative the comments. You may you may have a point there. Look, here's the thing, man. Like, who the fuck really knows who's out here trolling? A lot of these people be making burner accounts. It's faceless accounts a lot of times. I don't know if it's coming from dudes or women. What? So I can't prove that or disprove that. But what I will say to the point you were making earlier about like the gatekeepers who are probably mainly dudes, that's the ones that we can clearly see and say, here's a man not really championing this woman who's coming into this genre who is clearly talented and should be put should have a lot more respect put on her name and i think at the end of the day man <laughs> do you know how we solve this you need more balance of gatekeepers we need both women and men represented at the yeah. top of the, like whether at the yeah. blogosphere the the people that are yeah. saying what's hot and what's not like aka the tastemakers it needs to be yeah. more balanced because I mean, because when it's not yeah. because when it's not balanced, we get narratives like Corla Ray is trash and she can't make good music at all, and it gets skewed one way. And somebody yeah. like Corla Ray can never really get a fair chance and get her music out there when really she's putting out good music at the end of the day. So Just think of, think about the hottest rappers that are women. Think about the hottest rappers that are women. I'll go down the line. Let's go down the line. Hottest? Let's throw Lotto hottest, in there right hottest. now. Yes, Lotto's on there. Meg Meg Thee Stallion. Stallion. Cardi B. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. One, one by one. Megan Thee Stallion. Right, let's do it. Hated on ridiculously. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that she's the best artist in the world, but the amount of hate that she gets, very bad. Uh, Cardi B. I say anything about Cardi B being a good art. Whoa, Cardi B, the joke. <laughs> hated on extensively. City Girls, hated on extensively. Sweetie, hated on extensively. Lotto, hated on extensively. Lotto, Lotto actually can rap her ass off. And there's people out there that I've seen comments, man, she ain't good at all. Like she's she's she tries too hard. Like blah 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 blah. blah. Hated extensively. Corla Ray hated extensively. The only women that I've seen been consistently like championed are like the the rhapsodies of the world that clearly are like viewed as like you know closer to the J Cole men of the world, um, and no names stuff like that. But if a woman makes it and she's hot and she's doing her thing and she's unique, there's no love for them. They get more hate so, than men. Yo, 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 yo. Let's take a quick break from the show. Here's this episode's pay promoter snippet. I seen a lot. So it's all good. But I'm I seen niggas I was cool with, grew up, went to school with, do some fool shit, and now them niggas my ops. I seen the toughest niggas go to hit the curb and get shot. I seen the smartest niggas go to get a bird and get locked. I seen a bummy nigga, real bummy nigga, never had shit. Come across some cash and hit the block with some rocks. I seen some real buffy niggas start fights and get dropped. I seen some stand up niggas turn to deadbeat pops. I seen a nigga hit his girl. I watched that girl. Girl leave, came back with her friends and watched that nigga get that washed. I seen a lot. I seen a lot. I 
seen niggas I was cool with, grew up, went to school with, do some fool shit, and now them niggas my ops. I done seen a lot of niggas talk shit when it's space, but I ain't seen them same niggas talk shit in my face. I seen niggas pop tags, seen niggas buy jags, seen niggas cop please, seen niggas. Hope you guys enjoyed that snippet. If you are an artist looking for promotion or more exposure for your music, make sure you hit our email, illadvisedwiseguys at gmail.com. Now let's get back to the show. So look, I don't, I know we're, 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 we're sticking to call array a lot right now, but really the topic of this, ep- I'm sorry, the to- the topic at hand is why, why hip hop is being hard on the youth or is hip hop harder on the youth than they are on, let's say the people who have been here a long time. And I think if we're, cause I want to, I want to summarize and move on to the next topic. But like, I think clearly call array is there's an agenda at hand to really like make her like, make her seem like she's not talented and Hey, maybe she's a part of that. Maybe she's done some stuff too, to maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like make people think she's not a serious artist. She's you know what I'm innocent. saying? Like I, she's not innocent. Um, in this, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know, man, let's move on though. Like, let's, and I think this is actually a good transition. Cause like speaking of Coyle Ray, the topic at hand is we, we I, I know we, we talked about longevity, but the question I have for you is, um, has the has the concept of longevity in hip hop changed over time? You know, we think back to people like who are clearly legends of today that we still champion, whether it's um, you know uh, Jay Z, whether it's you know even even I'll say Fat Joe, and, and I don't want to say uh, musically as if Fat Joe still putting out hits today, but I think that Fat Joe has shown that he's able to have a hit when he kind of wants to, if you will. Whether it's Rick Ross having longevity, what T.I., I mean, the list goes on, right? We think of people like that who started in early 2000s, some of them in the 90s, but transition that to today's present time. Has the concept of longevity in rap changed? Like, for example, is it possible that we're going to see Kodak Black here for 20 years? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it, do you think you're going to see. Lil Dirk, he's already been here at 10, technically. Is he going to be musically relevant in another 10 years? You know what I'm saying? Like, think about that. Like, and this is the question I have for you, Q, and you guys out there, if you're listening to this on whatever platform, we want to hear what you guys have to think or hear what you guys have to say on social as well. But has that changed? Has the term longevity meant something different over time? Uh, yes has changed i think it's in this day and age it's it's pretty pretty impossible to stay uh sorry i'm I'm, i have my alerts going on uh it's pretty impossible in this day and age to stay relevant i i and it's you know there's a few uh artists here and there that you know have been able to you know still stay relevant in the last four or five six years but i think when you have the setup, the way that the music industry is today, where uh, there's all these different clicks, uh, people are featuring on other people's stuff, uh, people sound like each other, uh, it's starting to get more and more impossible to stay relevant. You have to almost consistently bring out new sounds or people are going to forget about you. Like, you know, 
one name that comes up, we always bring this guy's name up for some odd reason, but Logic is somebody that comes up to me. Logic, if you really think about it, Logic had about a two or three year run, right? So Logic has always been a name in hip hop, right? He's had these mixtapes, Bobby Tarantino, underground rap guy. And when he finally exploded onto the scene with his 1-800 song, like he was popping. Logic was the man for about two years or so. Then three years, four years, down, down, down. Now I would say Logic is no longer uh, a major artist. Like I don't think people are checking for Logic as much anymore. And that was four years. Here's the thing. I would say Logic stamped himself as somebody with longevity. I would consider that a successful career. If Logic never came out with another album, I would say Logic had a successful career. I don't think you can say that for people back then. Like Now, for every Logic in the early 2000s, we had a person like Jody Breeze. Or we had a person like Murphy Lee. Or we had a person like Young Jock, right? Where Young Jock had about a two, three, four year run just like Logic, right? Didn't he? I wouldn't necessarily uh, say some, Young Jock some, had a something successful along, along career. Would you say he well, had look, a successful career? I, I would I would so, say Young Jock I would say Young Jock had a successful career. You know, but here's the thing. <laughs> People judge success by different measures, right? So, I mean, it depends on what was the expectation out the gate. To me, that judges how successful your career is or will be, right? You, you For example, let's think about sports. If I'm a first-round draft pick and they were like, yo, listen, this guy is going to be the future of the franchise, blah, 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 and then you fizzled out after a year or two, well, guess what? The expectations were that you were going to be here a while and you weren't. Therefore, you've had an unsuccessful career. I think the same applies for rap. It's like, what was the expectations out the gate? Were people like, yo, he's that next dude or no? Because think about it. I'll give you a good name. Corday, right? This is the person that I'm monitoring. Corday has had hella stamps, right? Stamp after stamp of approval from all the legends. Dr. Dre, Diddy, you you name it, right? He dropped an album. I don't think the album was received super well. I thought it was people were like, it's okay. Yeah. Where will his career go? What's the trajectory realistically? Where will he land? Because I think that if he does not, if he's not around for another, in my opinion, six years, and like musically relevant, people are going to look back and be like, yo, Corday was a failure. It's, it's kind of like what's happening with Chance right now. It's, it's kind of like what's happening with Chance. People are kind of looking at Chance like, bro, like if you don't redeem yourself, if you don't become the guy who we remember you kind of were, we are going to look at you like your career was ultimately and overall unsuccessful, even though you had a little run for about a year or two where you were like the, the man. You see what I'm saying? Well, so kind of going back to my soliloquy, I think you mentioning the NBA, that's a good point. I mean, and everything that you just said is a good point. But like, let's go back to the NBA, right? One of my favorite players of all time 
Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas' prime was about four or five years. When he was on the Wizards, about three, four, five years, he had a prime. The rest of his career, nothing. I would say Gilbert Arenas had a successful NBA career just off those four or five years of his prime. And so Logic, the reason I would say he had a successful career is because when Logic was in his prime, he had some hits. Like Logic was looked at as talented. When Chance the Rapper was in his prime, he was looked at as a super talented person. Those two, I would say, have solidified themselves as a successful career. Now, somebody like a Corday has had potential, but I don't think he has reached his prime yet. That is the scary thing as an artist. If you never reach your prime, I can't say you had a successful career. I don't think Corday has yet, he's yet to reach his prime yet. And the thing about, and kind of going back to, sorry, I'll let you go after this, but going back to the whole longevity thing and how longevity has changed in today is so many artists these days are reaching their prime. So many of them. Like there's some people that reach their prime for three years. They're done successful career. You know, like for instance, uh, Lil Uzi Vert doesn't have to drop another album. He's already reached his prime. Trippy Red doesn't have to drop another album. He's already reached his prime. I think that was an issue back then. Artists weren't reaching their prime. Like Murphy Lee, I thought Murphy Lee had next. He never reached his prime. You know what I'm saying? So I got a question for you, though. I, this, you know why this is such a good combo? You, I'm going to tell you why this is such a good Because I, I, I could probably have this combo for three hours. But we're not going to do that on this show. This is such a good conversation because what determines somebody's prime? And as you're talking, I'm like, that is even a subjective terminology we use towards artists because you know the person that stuck out to me as you were talking? Mm-hmm. Kanye West. I can make an argument that Kanye West reached his prime every time he dropped a new album, probably until Yeezus. But realistically speaking, in terms of music, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is probably his the, the ultimate prime that he reached. But are you are we gonna say that when he was at college drop? Uh, sorry, when he was at uh, graduation, I'm pretty sure you know I me. Mean? People have probably been like, "Yo, Kanye is at his prime." Yo, Kanye is at his prime, and then he went another level. So, yeah. so what I'm so what I'm saying is, you're, when we talk about like somebody's prime, that's a very subjective measure that we will look at the same artist and be like. That per- I think that person has more in their tank. Or, nah, I think that person kind of shot their load. There's not really much more they can do. Sometimes people elevate more past what I think that we even think they can do. You get what of I'm course. saying? And that applies to of sports. Course. That applies. To- like, like, for example, think of Jimmy Butler. Perfect example. You know how I many people probably said, yo, Jimmy Butler reached his prime when he was averaging three points per game and nobody thought he could be anything. And then he fucking... He went to a whole nother level and shut the shut everybody up who thought that he wasn't shit or who thought that he could never become an 18 point per game score, 20 point per game, 25 point, lead a team to the finals, right? You see what I'm saying? Like it, mm-hmm. it really just depends. Like, how do we judge somebody's prime? I don't I don't necessarily say that's reaching prime. Like to me, reaching prime is how do okay. Yeah, I want to hear your definition. How do we expectations. how do we how do 
that is exceeding expectations. Now people with Jimmy Butler, now people are like looking at him like at that time, like, yo, wow, I didn't know you were capable of doing that. And once they notice that they're capable of doing that, when are you going to put up a, a season that is like, wow, you blew me away. You know what I'm saying? So like his prime's going to be completely different than Bradley Bill's prime or, you know, uh, every single human being on this earth has their prime. Thank you, you have a prime destined for you. So many of us do not reach that prime. So many of us don't even know what our prime is. So thank you. Trippy Red, to me, right, as an example, Trippy Red showed his potential on a whole bunch of songs, but I thought he reached his prime when he dropped his first debut album and second album, and I'm like, okay, I already knew you were good, and this is the exact type of music I think you should make, and this is how it's resonating with people. You got it right. You know, T.I. reached his prime. King. This is, I knew you had potential, and there you go. Like, you made exactly, like, you can probably do better than this, but you got there. And I think as long as you got there, you've had a successful career. And, you know, if you can stay there for a couple years, maybe two or three, I would consider that a long career, like, and you had longevity. If you yeah, can, think, it's not about yeah. how long you've been out because Snoop Dogg has been out for 30 years. We're not going to praise him for longevity. The fact that he's been out for 30 years and he drops one, two songs every once in a while and be like, oh, he's been out for 30 years. No. How long has your prime been? Yeah, Drake I think I think an anomaly. I think that's I think that's really what it is, right? Like to me, when I hear the word prime, my definition for that is I, the word I use is potential. How are you operating at your peak, right? Are you operating at your maximum potential? And so what I mean, when I'm bringing up all these sports analogies, it's like it's so subjective because I can look at an artist, I can look at an athlete and say, "This person is operating at their peak." But a lot of times, we don't know shit. And that person will be like, nah, dog, I'm going to put in more work and I'm going to get to another level. And so, hey, listen, you might be right about Trippy. You might be right about some of these other dudes. But I, I do think that, like, to kind of go back to the topic, the way we judge longevity in rap, in particular rap, has changed. Especially with the streaming era, especially with TikTok, especially with the way music has become so fast food. You need to put stuff out. I think that exactly, exactly. I think that Pusha T in in particular is showing a, a he's doing a hell of a good job at showing the at defining or defying rather the idea of longevity. Like the fact that this man is still out here and people are still talking to him and his music is still doing. It's part of a conversation. Twenty years after after exactly twenty years after dropping Lord Willing, that's kind of that's kind of wild to me. When we last that is that is optimal that is optimal level of of longevity right there. Twenty years when we we last saw you. So that's another thing too. When we last saw you, you know, was your album good? Was your song good? Like Daytona was Pusha's last major release. 
and it was fantastic. Phenomenal. Like what the hell is his name? <laughs> Chance the Rapper. Sorry. Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper could have rolled out Coloring Book for about six, seven years, and people would have still thought he was a, a freaking. Um, a phenomenal artist that you know everybody thinks has next and all this once he came out with that second album then it was like damn the last taste we have in our mouth is that album he yep. could have rolled out his longevity if he did not bring out that album after coloring book so <laughs> you know like at the end of the day i think your prime it's about reaching your prime and then staying there for a couple years and that to me defines longevity because people are going to sit here and say, like I said, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, maybe like once a year, two times a year, he hops on people's songs. Maybe he'll drop an album. But would you consider yeah. that longevity? Like he is not musically, icon. not not, mu- not musically, an, not musically. Exactly. He's an icon. Like, I don't think that's fair. You know, would you consider the fact that too short every once in a while, too short hops on a song and people are like, oh, my God, it's too short. He's on the song. I wouldn't say that I would consider that a 40 year career. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's the mistake. That's the thing that a lot of musicians are lucky. Like a lot of musicians can say they have 40 year careers, but you didn't come out with anything for like 20 years, 10 years. You get what I'm saying? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think what here's Jay, what we're Jason missing. Jason can and, say it. Yeah, Janet Jackson can come his, out with something tomorrow, and they'll be like, "Janet Jackson has a forty year career, but she hasn't dropped course. anything in twenty years." Here, here's one thing that I think we're missing, and I think we should move on to the next uh, the next topic after this. But um, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was MJ Grizz who kind of brought this up on the last episode. He was he was I, I don't remember the exact convo, but. Yeah, something about like how we were talking about how artists is there ever a mo a moment where they can kind of turn off their artistry? And he was saying that you can you can your brand never stops becoming a brand. I think that nowadays that's a good that was such a good point. And then when he said it, but even I'll transition that to this conversation. The brand of an artist has become bigger than their music a lot of times, and so. When we talk about longevity, a lot of times it's not music longevity. It's does your brand have longevity? Snoop Dogg has defied all odds. The man don't need to put out music ever. He don't need to touch the microphone ever. We don't ever need to hear music from Snoop Dogg ever again. I don't even want to. But his brand is carrying the load. That's longevity. His brand is amazing. Snoop Dogg has one of the best brands in the history of entertainment. But facts. I wouldn't say that's a longevity in music. Like that's I, that's, I, didn't, I didn't say music. I just what I'm saying no, is I'm I think the, the definition that. of longevity is changing. Yeah. It's no longer and, about and, and music. It's like, about if all types of stuff now. If we literally keep it at music, longevity is a three year run at your prime. Because at the end of the day, music is a freaking high turnover world. You know how they 100%. say that with your job? Like it's every two, three years you gotta switch out, you know, jobs. Music is not meant to have people in there for 10, 15 years, especially not in these days. You know, back in the day, Michael Jackson, whatever, all we cared about was Michael Jackson, we cared about Prince, blah, blah, blah. You had your favorite people, it was a handful of people. In this day and age, 
music is a high turnover rate. So like if you have yourself a good three or four or five year run, you've had a successful career. Next person. Yeah. And it's not like people should be, you know, Lil Uzi Vert. I love Lil Uzi Vert, but there is no reason for Lil Uzi Vert to have a 10 year run. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, not at all. Not at all. Ten year run. It's no knock on him. It's more so he makes youthful music. Well, what happens when he's no longer a youth? Guess what? He no longer is relevant, and that's what happened to Lil Yachty. That's what happened to that's what happened to Lil Yachty. That's what happened to all these people who are no longer at the top, quote unquote, and no longer the sought after commodity. They didn't evolve with the music, and and it is what it is. But you music know? should be a, a revolving door. But anyway, um, and remember, I, I, yeah, I got on your, I got on your ass episode twenty about that over here talking about about what? Oh, Rick Ross and Ti selling records. I told you that was not a good thing for the hip hop music. Like if if I, if the older artists that. are still selling and the young artists are not, like it's so a revolving if door. You, if you remember the convo correctly, I said. I don't remember why it came up. I said, yo, I like the I like both mm-hmm. the old people flourishing and I like the young people at the same exact time. And and the reason why I was saying that is because like all the other genres do it. Why not hip hop do it? it? It's it's tight. I like seeing Pusha T fucking get interviewed for a new album and Coyle Ray come out here and promote her shit. Like that's tight. That's tight. It shouldn't it shouldn't just be all about the young people and that's all we see because there's a lot of old people that are out here, you know, still putting in work. That's all. Hey, in the words, and, and, and I've been, and I and I was and I was right, and I was right because as you see, words, it's good for the it's good for the league. In the words of Jay Z, if you want to hear the old me, listen to my old music. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, next topic: uh, the ill and the not so advised. Man, let's jump into it. Man, let's make this relatively brief. Q, what did you think that was? What did you What did you think that was ill? What did I think that was ill? Uh, damn. Hmm. Oh, Drake. There was a Drake snippet. Uh, he has a song with Jack Harlow, who I think is Junior Drake. <laughs> Jack Harlow literally sounds like Drake. Facts. But anyway, so Jack Harlow, I guess a snippet of a song with him and Drake came out. Uh, and the bars Drake was spit. The bars Drake was spitting on it. Oh my God. Just like, I'm not going to say the bars for you. Just go look it up. But it was just like on some grown man. I'm richer than you. Uh, Like shots at Pusha. And, you know, Drake deserves his flowers. He deserves his flowers. Like, I don't want to hear Drake is one of the best artists of all time, blah, 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 blah. Yes, he is. He's also one of the best rappers of all time. Give this man his flowers. The bars, the punchlines, the swagger, the confidence, the flows, the the, the wittiness, the cleverness, the everything he spit with on that snippet. Snippet was just A plus, man. So that was illest thing i heard this week man interesting i uh like i I think i told you this um first off i didn't hear it number one i don't listen to leaks 
I only want to hear either. official songs when they drop. I don't want to hear no leaked audio. I stay away from all of that, me personally. So I'm going to hear it when I hear it, but I did read the lyrics, and them shits was savage. Uh, <laughs> a lot of them Ooh. bars are savage, man. Um, Definitely Ooh, tight, man. Really? You know, you know, I'm going to give an ill for my ill. I'm going to give a shout-out. Um, it's not really a shout-out. I, I don't want to call it that, but. I thought it was ill that Lil Baby came out within a minute. And I know you and I spoke about this. You know, we, we, we've we had a debate, a running debate on this show. We brought other people involved. And, you know, shout out to the Beers and Bars podcast, Kamal and OT. Shout out to them dudes. You know, we've had this discussion with more than just you and me. And I really think that that song, In a Minute, Shows why Lil Baby is not like all of these other dudes, okay? And that's not even the best that I think he can do. I thought that song was ill. His performance, like, he came with it, like, just point blank. And and I don't, and again, I don't think that's, like, a lead single. I don't even think that's going to be one of the better songs on the album, if, if that is on the album, if you will. But I just thought it was an ill release for him to come out of nowhere, drop those two songs right on, which I didn't really care for too much, to be honest with you. And then uh, in a minute, which I thought was a standout, I text you as soon as I heard it. Fire. This is fire. Like this, this is this is the one out of the two. So, yeah, that was ill to me. And, and again, that doesn't prove that the baby is speaking of longevity, how we we just had a whole convo about that. Doesn't prove that he's going to be the top dude for the next Four, five, six, eleven, whatever, however many years you want to say, but I do think that uh, that song shows why the baby is di- uh, little baby is different. I'm sorry, it shows, and that was just a warm up, if you ask me. But people like you are going to say that, and it was it, it was okay. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't okay. That was more than that. I actually really like that song. I mean, I think it's daring. The, the fact that he decided to hop on that beat, the beat that he hopped on was like a flipped version Ooh. of the Drake pound and Jay-Z pound cake, which, by the way, Ooh. I said on my site on Ratings Game Music, I said, yo, could you imagine the pressure of the person that made that beat? Like, <laughs> hey, 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 uh, Tom, I uh, we need a beat for Jake and Jay-Z to spit their most intimate bars of all time on. Like, could you create that? But... Yeah, I thought the, uh, Lil Baby did his thing on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, listen, you know what's crazy, though? You know what's crazy? How crazy is it that Drake is being sampled? Think, Just think about that. I know. I know. I no, know. Just, just seriously know. think about like the fact that Drake, not this is not some old act. Drake, who's still musically relevant today, is being, his sampled. Is being sampled. His stuff is being that's sampled. That's kind of, to me, that's, that's, it, is that not crazy to you? It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. It, it, well, it's not that crazy, uh, bro. That's wild. I, it, it, that's nuts. It's not that crazy, but that's not, not supposed to be happening. What, Nobody what is sampling. No, no, people usually not, get sampled when they're no longer musically stuff. relevant. When they're no longer musically relevant, okay? Like Drake is still out here making waves, dissing Pusha T, and and featuring with uh, your boy uh, Jack Harlow. Stop it. He's no, not wait, supposed to be getting sampled. Stop said, it. Nas no. sampled himself. <laughs> Nas, the Thief's theme, he literally took the same beat that he did from a song hey, three years before. Hey, That's brother, impressive. Nobody, nobody, nobody said you can't sample yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I'm talking about. Hey, for real, for real, sampling the same beat, bro. Sampling yourself is pretty fire. I'm not gonna lie, but sampling somebody else that's still musically relevant and arguably in their prime is unbelievable. I'm sorry. Okay. Aq, what did you what did you see that was not so advised? What did you not like out here? Oh man, so what I <laughs> did not like is yeah. I I I'm I'm trying to say this in a way that is is respectful. I'm a, let me I'm gonna do my Stephen A. Smith. I'm gonna preface my comments. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna I wanna. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> The Kardashians. So, the Kardashians. Oh boy! Have what did they do? Ultimate respect. The Kardashians are hustlers, right? I have ultimate respect for them. Uh, I think what Kim was able to build, the empire their mom was able to build, it's it's mm-hmm. admirable that they were able to put on every bit of their family on. Like this is the stuff that rappers talk about. Like T Grizzly dropped an album and. He was talking about that quite a bit, putting his family on and stuff like that. This is admirable. Mm-hmm. They've actually done it. Every one of their family members is a millionaire. And at the end of the day, a lot of people say, oh, Kardashians, they're not hard workers. I think they're pretty hard workers. Like Kim K is doing her bar exam and you know all that stuff. Very hard workers. But this exploitation is, is starting to really annoy me. Like Mm. I was actually one. I, I, you know, when wifey says, you know, she's watching TV, whatever she's watching, I say, oh, that's that's cool. Like, I, I don't, I don't judge you. Like, if you're gonna watch Real Housewives, if you're gonna watch Love and Hip Hop, I don't judge you. Like, it's cool. Like, TV's entertainment. The one show I tell her not to watch was Kardashians from E. Or, or not, not tell her not to watch. Sorry, not tell. I say I don't want to watch it. Like, I don't want to watch. I don't even want to hear it in my vicinity. If we're going to watch TV, like, I don't want to watch that show with you. So I don't watch that show. So I found out that it was canceled, right? And yeah, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was happy because I was like, that show is just, it's bizarre. It's exploitation at its finest, right? A couple months later, they're like, the Kardashians are back, and now they're on Hulu. What? (laughs) And in this show, Kim is going to start talking about Pete Davidson, and clearly the Kanye drop is going to be brought up, and the, the, you know, the sex tape with Ray J, they're talking about that with with WAC 100. Uh, I'm like, that's sick. Like, this whole thing with... uh, Kim K and Kanye and family members involved, kids involved. This is not funny. This is not supposed to be entertainment. One of these people are going through a mental breakdown. And it was kind of used as promotion for their new show. I think at a certain point, enough is enough, guys. Like... At a certain point, we got to call out exploitation. This is exploitation of everything. This is exploitation of mental health. This is exploitation of family issues, of divorce, of sex tapes, (laughs) of Ray J, all around. And I just think that at a certain point, man, like we got to have dignity, guys. Dignity. You know, 
Hey, shout out to Martin Luther Q. Hey, Martin Luther Q. That's the that's the name I'm gonna call you when you start to get woke. Okay, listen, you're right. Am I lying? You're right. No, 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 no. You're you're right. You're spot on. Everything you're saying is right. As a matter of fact, that's how I always felt. I I I can't stand. I actually cannot stand and watch. Or even stand by half of the shit that they do. But, you know, I keep my mouth shut because you just sound like a hater when you start saying stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. That's why you got to preface your comments. You got to preface your comments. You know, I, listen, I'll echo it. But it's like, man, at the end of the day, man, they're business people. I know it's dist- it can be distasteful because it's, it's at the expense of their family, at the expense of somebody who's a part of our culture, Kanye, who's touched our life with music. This man is over here on the beach in an island somewhere, according to Fabio Foreign, trying to regain his mental state. Like, I saw a tweet. Fabio Foreign was like, when his album dropped, he said, yeah, hey, he, yeah. uh, w- w- Yo, it's, this, Kanye is the only person who has spokespeople. Like, not official spokespeople, but other people speak for him. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. It started with Justin, Justin LeBoy. Uh, now it's Fabio Foreign. And, he said, yo, Antonio hey, Kanye, Brown. good. Antonio yeah, Brown. Yeah. He said, yo, Kanye, good. He's just on the island somewhere trying to get himself together. Like, it sucks that it had to be at the expense of him. But, yeah, I agree, man. That shit is super nasty. A lot it's, of stuff that they do is super nasty. It's nasty it's, behavior that should, yeah. not be, uh, should not be okay to just be out here in the open. Like, it's distasteful. It is. And it's it's I mean, obviously there's the whole race thing about it. Like I don't I don't think by no means do I think they're racist or anything at all. Don't don't get me don't get me started on that. But it's like at the end of the day, like when you're doing these shows and stuff, you're dealing with black men. Like you're putting this circus out there and there's black men involved. So it's like, you know, I didn't think this whole I refuse to touch on the topic of Kanye and Kim and Pete and the family and kids, because I just don't do that. And I thought that they were going to be decent enough, which I I, look, I don't know if it's going to be on the show. I'm going to assume it's going to be on the show. But I hope that they're decent enough to not put that on the show, even though the show is representative of their life. But I thought the mm-hmm. whole point of canceling the show was what so they wouldn't do stuff like this anymore. You know, Yo, look, man. it's it's just a bad example, man. Like it's 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 toxic. It's toxic. Yo, bro, bro. I, you know, I, I agree with everything. I agree with that statement 100 percent. But, you know, people are still going to watch and they're still going to love it for the entertainment because you know why people are weird and they're obsessed with other people's trauma and drama. They're obsessed. They can't get enough of that shit. It, it makes people's lives more interesting to watch other people's drama. I've never been that type. But hey. To each his own, you know. That's that's the reason why people love loving hip hop. It's the reason why people love uh, Housewives of Atlanta, Housewives of this love, and that. Because it's lock up. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Yo, that's listen. My, that's my show. Yo, I said I wasn't gonna for my for my not so advice. I said I wasn't gonna mention this, but I, I got to do it anyway because I gotta make the, I gotta use it as an example. This is more of a teachable moment for, you know, for for potential parents. For uh, speaking of parents, right? Kim Kardashian, Kanye, they have kids, and at the center of all of that mess is their kids, but neither here nor there. I think that, um, Coyle Ray, her father, Benzino, he's in the news a lot, you know, these days, and it's mostly because of Coyle Ray and the album and all of this stuff that they've had, whether it's uh, leaking 
the the fact that she had that Nikki song, you know, whether it's some of the new shit. He's just involved in a lot of drama. So I'm not going to touch on all of that, but I will say when her album, when Cola Ray's Trendsetter album dropped, it sold 11K copies. And, um, you know, Benzino has since come out and said that, you know, his Instagram was hacked and, you know, I'm going to try to take him at his word, but at the same time, I don't be believing none of these people when they say there should be hacked because Jonah Lucas said the same thing right before he apologized. He so he, he was joking. He said, yo, he said, <laughs> he said, yo, the Russians, the Russians hacked me. <laughs> yeah. He said he did say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the funniest shit ever. But no, the point I'm actually making is Ben Zeno. He started clowning Cola Ray's album sales. And I'm like, bro, in my mind, when I first saw that, I was thinking, bro, in what world, seriously, in what world does a family member, not just a family member, a parent clown their child for what is perceived a flop? When we already, you know, you and I had a conversation and we said, yo, 11K ain't that bad. What did y'all really expect? Right. When you use that perspective, was it really a flop? I just think it's super corny and super whack for parents. I'm not going to say this about Benzino because he may have really gotten hacked. All I'm saying is for all you parents out there that, that are out here not supporting your kids and you're publicly shaming your children, bro, that shit's corny. I'm sorry. That's corny. That's whack. I, I think that kids need love and support, not public shame and humiliation. You know what I'm saying? Let the let the people who don't know them troll them online. But when it comes to family, that's kind of weird for your parents to be shaming you in public. So, again, Benzino, I apologize if you really got hacked. I, I, I'm sorry. But if you really did that, you're kind of whack for that, my guy. You're kind of whack for that. So that was not so advised for me this week. Um, yeah. You know, that was not so advised. I, I didn't I didn't like that. That didn't that didn't feel right. It just seemed real weird. So we don't. So we don't know if he was hacked or not, right? But what we do know is that there has been tension between him, Koi, and uh, Koi's mother, right? So yes, yes, super uncomfortable to see in the spotlight. Super uncomfortable because you know, at the end of the day, if you're doing this behind closed doors, right? Like, I'm, let's let's. Let's not act like this world doesn't have a whole bunch of bad fathers out there. You know what I mean? Like, there's some fathers Facts. out there that are doing some effed up things to their kids. But, you know, uh, a lot of it is going on behind closed doors. You know, I think the thing that makes this so uncomfortable is that everybody is seeing it. Like, Coyle Ray's supporters. You know, Coyle Ray's haters. Coyle Ray's potential business partners, Coyle Ray's family, Coyle Ray's cousins, Coyle Ray, everything. Everybody is seeing it. And they're seeing it from both Benzino and Coyle Ray's perspective. So that's the thing that's pretty sad about the situation. And, uh, you know, in, in conflicts between family members, there's no winners. There's no winners. So Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't say, even mean to, yeah. I don't even mean to get involved. Like, this is not me trying to be involved in other people's family business. Everybody has their own dynamics. It's just more of a PSA to people out there. It's like, yo, if if your family member is out here already receiving a lot of hurt and shame from the the world and the public, yo, you should probably not try to add on and pile on to that. And I'm not... Like, that's not not really cool. 
this is not me saying anything about Benzino. I don't, like I said, I, I just, I've been hearing news and like them going back and forth. I've been hearing about that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even the fact that we're hearing about the tension between the two, it's just, it's not a win-win. It's, it's not. not a win-win. Hey, listen, prayers for everybody involved, man. Listen, I think on that note, we've reached the end of the show. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the, the the conversations we've had on this episode. Um, stay tuned for more episodes in the future. You know, we drop every two weeks. If you made it this far, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you like, make sure you comment, make sure you subscribe, make sure you follow us everywhere. And I guarantee you, if you join the discussion, we're going to hit you guys back and try to make you guys a part of the show some way, somehow, you know? And so with that being said, I think it's time to get up out of here. Q, what do you say to that? You think it's time? Yes, sir. I think so. Any- Until next time. And as always, if you're giving advice, make sure it is ill. Yes, sir. Bow. <laughs>